gay hip-hop star Little Nas X releases a shoe with three sixes on it, some blood, and the public pretends to be shocked. Hey, it's Lucas Grobot, and you're listening to Lucas Grobot Show, where we uncover purpose, pursue truth, and own the future. Thanks for being with me here on the show today. If you have a question about this episode or any other episode, you can WhatsApp me at plus one two zero two nine two two zero two two zero, or you can email me at lucas at lucasrobot. That's skrobot.com. Now, today's today's episode is about the the crisis crisis that's going on in the interweb with little s little nas x or montero lamar hill who is a gay quite famous hip-hop star who just released his brand new sneaker uh called the satan shoe and on this shoe it is has the the number 666 and a, a scripture verse, Luke 18.10, which is, uh, behold, Jesus saying, behold, I saw Satan falling like lightning. And it's a special release where there's only going to be 666 pairs of these made. Now, this is not made or endorsed by Nike, but there are Nike shoes. But why on earth, why do you even, why should we even care? It's like, why are we even surprised? And this is what I was, what I was shocked about was how shocked people were. The messages that I received, the, the comments that I saw people make, they were like, oh my goodness, I can't believe, is this a real shoe? Why would he have put real human blood in the souls? This is shocking. I can't believe this isn't a hoax. And I thought to myself, why are we even surprised that this is happening? I mean, of course this is happening. This is the, the logical conclusion of where culture has gone. John Wesley said back in the 1700s, he lived from 1703 to 1791, that what one generation tolerates, the next generation embraces. What one generation tolerates, the next generation has will embrace. And for us, the the boomers, the the generation, uh, millennial generation, we have all embraced, we have all tolerated this sort of behavior, this sort of culture. In fact, we have celebrated even this sort of culture. So it would make sense that Gen Z is embracing and full-on celebrating something like this shoe that is, you know, has a pentagram on it, 666, with real human blood baked into the baked into the soul. But what is more startling is that people weren't up in arms about the music video that he released that went along with the shoe. The comments that I saw online, they, none of them were about the music video, which is, it's pretty much like a porn shoot between this rapper, uh, Montero, and the devil. And we're going to break down uh, what happened in the film. I The three-minute film that now has 36 million some odd views on YouTube, probably by the time you're watching this, you know, twice as many. I wouldn't recommend watching it. I watched uh, a few moments of it and I had to run to the run to the kitchen and bleach my eyes out. It was uh, it was quite uh, traumatizing. But why why are we even surprised at uh, a music video? 
of a man seducing Satan? Why are we surprised at a, at a music video at a man essentially taking Satan's crown and putting it on himself? Because when I look across culture, this is this has all been happening. This is already in the the zeitgeist of culture. I was talking to to one friend. He's like, "Well, yeah, but it's just oh my goodness, it's just so in your face. It's just so shocking. It's just so blatant." And I responded like, "Well, I mean, there's Blade Blade Runner. You know, that was like totally in your face. There was uh, Stranger Things. That was." totally blatant in your face of the occult. I mean, literally the, the whole show is textbook occult. Um, you look at Harry Potter, which has been completely celebrated and embraced by uh, our generation. That is 100% occult. You look at Twilight and shape-shifting. Uh, that is all occultic behavior, occultic uh, activity. I grew up in, in Papua New Guinea. And in Papua New Guinea, I, I knew people who had the ability to shapeshift, who had the ability through the powers of black magic to shapeshift from human being into birds and fly places through black magic. I mean, these things happen. They're real. They're not made up. They're not fairy tales. Maybe they're not happening uh, in the forefront of Western culture in a way that is flagrant and in our faces, but for sure it's happening. And even in the West, there has been this, this vast adoption of tarot card readings, vast adoption of astrology readings, a vast adoption of Ouija boards, of horror films, of the satanic. And yet we see a, a film that is just saying what, what we're already embracing, in a, in a verbose way, in a forthright way. And all of a sudden, people that, and we're going to break down in a moment, the, the premise, what the message is that, that Hill is putting forth in this. Because there's the, the flagrant uh, immorality and a baseness to the film, but there's also a, a deeper underlying message that he is trying to convey to a generation quite successfully in this three-minute song. But many people that I know who would actually agree with these underlying premises that he put forth in his songs are acting shocked that the, he put out a shoe with 666 on it and some human blood in the sole of the shoe. Like why why is this why is this surprising to us? Why is this surprising to us as a generation? As a people, as a culture, why do we all of a sudden take offense? And if if anything, I would say if in this moment you you you're looking at this and saying, ah, I think this has just gone a little bit too far. I think this one, I think you just pushed it a little too far over the edge. I'm not quite sure about the human blood and the shoe and the occultic stuff that's going on. I just don't know how I feel about that. If that's you right now, I would take a moment and step back and evaluate, well, wait a minute. Have I actually already embraced this in my life already? Have I already adopted these ideologies? Have I already adopted this belief system that I am my own God, that I can choose my own morality? I can make up whatever moral laws that I want in, in my world that I can sit as on the throne of Satan as God? 
Because that's what the, the song, that's what his ideology, that is the message that he's putting out there is saying that I am my own God and you can be your own God. And you don't need morality. You don't need someone to judge you and say what's right or wrong. You don't need anyone else. You can be your own God. And that is the message. That's the message of, of Satanism. Satanism isn't necessarily the worship of Satan, even though, you know, in my opinion, it, it is definitely the occult and that is uh, channels demonic power. But Satanism is the, the uh, I theism, where it's I am my own God, where you, you throw off every other religious system and you say, I set up my own world. I am my own God. I am the, the complete master of my own destiny. There is no other besides me. And I rule as God in my life. And I think, and I could be, I could totally be mistaken, but I think that many of the people that I saw quite shocked by this, if I were to sit down and have a conversation and break down the the underlying premise that we're about to do in his song, most people would be like, well, yeah, I mean, I kind of, I, I kind of agree with that. I just don't know. You know, it's kind of affronting the way it's so brashly put out in our face. So if that's you, if it feels brashly put out into your face, I would take a moment and have this to be a moment where you can reflect on your life and the values and the morality and your worldview that you're embracing because this is where it will lead. Maybe there are more breaks that you have built into your life and more boundary lines that that you internally feel that you can't cross. But your children will take much further and embrace the things that you tolerate. And if there are things in your life that you're tolerating that this seems to give an affront to, but we don't create a different culture for this next generation to live in, then this is the culture of the next generation. Now, I, I live in the Middle East and most of the people, and, and I'm grateful, I'm like, people normally don't understand this, but my wife and I, we are so grateful that we don't have to raise our four boys in America because the the culture in America, it is it is so crazy. We were just there a few months ago, and it, just even being there for a, a number of weeks to have to navigate American society and culture right now with the pressures, with the the the, the cultural pressures on on kids, on parents, it was so difficult. And so I'm very grateful that I don't have to raise my kids in that trying environment at the moment. But but in 25 years, in 30 years, what is happening in the West is going to be quite manifest in India, in the, the Arab Peninsula, in the Levant. It's going to be quite manifest in the Philippines, in Indonesia. This is being exported from the West at a breakneck speed into the next generation because as we talked about a few episodes ago about who is controlling society, it is the media. It is music and it is film that's and social media that's primarily shaping the minds of the next generation. By the time 
a, a kid is 13 or 14, they have already consumed, I believe, 30,000 hours of media, or maybe it's 30. It's, it's a large number of hours of media, tens of thousands of hours of media. It is shaping the way that the next generation will think. And we will not know and not see the effects of what's happening right now in culture for another 20 or 30 years. It will be 2050 by the time we see the effects of what's happening right now in this cultural moment across the globe. Because the conversations that people are having in the West are the same conversations that people are having in the Middle East, the same conversations that they're having in Nepal, the same conversations that they're having in China and in India and in the Philippines and in North Africa. It's the same conversation because the the Western culture is being piped in over social media, over digital media, the internet, to every corner of the world. And in, in 30 years, we're going to wake up to a very different world, depending on what you and I do about it today. So what is in this crazy music video? We've already touched on the shoes, but what's in this music video? Well, it's I have not watched the full thing, so this is a synopsis that I've pulled off of a number of different websites. The links are in the show notes. But it starts off with him being in the Garden of Eden, which is the the Christian theology, mythology of how they believe the the world was created. Adam and Eve was created in a garden. He is then tempted by Satan. He eats the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And the the serpent uh, tempts him, I believe, into some sort of sexual immorality and seduces him, at which point the everyone else stones the 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 hip hop rapper little nas x or mr hill stones him which is really the a commentary on his own life and probably his journey into uh his homosexuality and and being um judged by people and having people essentially say hey what i do not agree with your lifestyle. And so there's a, a a commentary that he's making there of saying that, you know, I've been judged and condemned for the way that I choose to live. And that goes into the next scene where he's transported up to heaven and then he slides down from heaven on a stripper pole into hell where he he then proceeds to seduce Satan. Here's Satan sitting on a throne looking all sorts of nasty and and Mr. Hill goes on to give Satan a lap dance and seduce him until the point where he breaks Satan's neck and he takes the throne off of Satan's head and he sits down on that throne essentially claiming himself to be God which is the uh, really in line with Satanism's theology that you are your own God. And in Latin around Satan's throne is a phrase that says people judge and condemn what they don't understand. And so again, he's, he's making these statements, these deeper statements in the film. Uh, Of course, there is the flagrant statement of his sexual orientation and the flagrant statement of saying, Hey, this is okay. This is acceptable. This is who I am. And I'm fully embracing it. And I could care less about those people who are judging me because they're judging me because they don't understand me. 
So that's one statement that he's clearly making. Though all y'all who are judging me, well, you just don't understand me. And then he goes down into hell, seduces Satan, performing these very graphic sexual dances and acts with uh, Satan, or at least implicationally, as I said, it's, um, you know, stuff that you could see easily on uh, <laughs> on Netflix. Um, I'm pretty sure stuff like that's out there. So as I said, that's why I'm like, in some ways I'm confused that we're so shocked by this because it is already so prevalent in culture, not just in the, the sphere of pornography, which has just invaded every corner of the earth. And as I mentioned, because of pornography, right now we're seeing teenage boys having erectile dysfunction, ED, as teenagers because they've been exposed to more sexual images in one afternoon than a, a, a man 50, 60 years ago was ever exposed to in their entire life. And it rewires people's brains and it causes erectile dysfunction, serious problems. So the, knowing that that is so prevalent in society, in some ways it's shocking that we are so taken aback by this video, but I think we're taken aback because it is so public, it is so in your face. But he goes on, um, Montero goes on to make this statement that I am, I am my own God. I create my own laws. There is no God. I am God. There is no morality. I choose. I get to say what's right and wrong. And guess what? You get to say what's right and wrong too. Don't let anyone tell you what is true. You live your truth. Don't want, let anyone tell you what's right or wrong. You get to decide that. Don't let anyone tell you how to live your life. You get to decide that. Don't let anyone tell you what's true, what's reasonable, what's logical, what are the boundaries and virtues of society. Don't let anyone put any sort of virtue on you. You get to decide that for yourself. And if that just so happens to be to fully embrace Satanism, declaring yourself as God and, and flagrant um, sexual immorality in living that life, then bravo to you. Bravo. Bravo to you. That is the message. And most people, I believe, at least the, the ones that I have interacted with along this, this subject line. If we were to have two different conversations, one about the LGBTQ plus and the other around, are you your own God and bringing in, you know, Eastern mysticism and um, spirituality, they would probably actually come to a, a, an uncomfortable level of agreement with the underlying premises that little Nas X puts out in his video. And that is something that I do think we should be frightened about. It should be frightening to us that this coming generation, this generation that are in their, their 20s, young 20s, mid 20s, are essentially saying, mm, we can kind of do away with morality. We can do away with laws. We can do away with standards that are socially acceptable and we can th throw off all restraint and do whatever you want, do whatever makes you feel good and don't worry about the judgment. Essentially, embrace 
Satanism. Embrace the fact that you are your own God. The other thing that I found uh, funny, I guess is uh, probably not a good word, but funny about the shoe that he put out was that on his shoe, he puts a Bible verse, which is Luke 10, 18, where he's talking about uh, how Satan, Jesus saw Satan fall like lightning um, from heaven. But the context of that verse, and I don't know if Mr. Hill understood this or not, but the context of that verse is actually quite counter to uh, maybe the things that uh, Little Nash believes. But the context of that verse was Jesus had just sent the 72 disciples out and he had given them power over the demonic forces. And they came back to Jesus and said, even the demons are subject to our name. And then Jesus says, I saw Satan falling like lightning from heaven. And so there's two ways that at least I could take what Little Nash is um, implying in this. One is saying that he is he is like God and he has the power to destroy Satan. And with that, I think what he is interpreting even as satanic is people's judgment, is religion, is any sort of shame, any sort of um, idea of sin, any sort of idea of, of morality. And he's saying, I am dethroning that and I am becoming, I am becoming God. I'm uh, transcending to that place. But then the the other irony of it is the things that that Jesus spoke and Jesus taught are totally counter to what he is, what little Nash is um, propagating in his in his message and in his um, in his lifestyle. And so and again, that maybe shouldn't be too surprising as people love, to uh, take things out of context and twist it to their own meaning. That is all for this segment, but don't go away. We have one more closing Weaver and Loom segment. Welcome back to Weaver and Loom, a segment of the show where we take ancient wisdom and we weave it in with our everyday life to weave our destiny and own our futures. The picture here of the weaver and the loom is one of fate and destiny. The, the loom and the weaver uh, always in, in mythology represented fates. You'd have the, the three fates weaving and decide to cut off someone's thread, to cut off someone's life. And this is idea that our destiny, our fate has already been decided and woven for us in the stars, if you will. But at the same time, we have personal choice in the matter. The actions that we take, the decisions that we take, the way that we choose to order our lives will determine whether or not we fulfill or we squander our destiny. Our destiny is there. Your destiny is out there. I do believe that you're destined for great things. But just because you're destined to do that does not mean that you're guaranteed to fulfill that. You have to take the choices. You have to take the steps. You have to become disciplined in your life and order your life in such a way that you have the ability to fulfill your destiny. So today's quote is by 
none other but Sun Tzu from The Art of War. He writes, Attack is the secret of defense. Defense is the planning of an attack. Attack is the secret of defense. Defense is the planning of attack. We've been talking about uh, Montero Hill in this episode, and Montero is great at attacking. I mean, just a, a few months ago in, in January 2021, he was on Sesame Street. He wrote a children's book titled uh, C is for Cowboy. He is he is taken strategically targeting children. And he said, you know what? That's okay. And as this video has come out, he he, he made a statement, which I, I actually kind of agree with, shockingly. <laughs> and then I agree on something. He said, hey, I'm 21. I'm going to live my life the way that I want to. I'm not going to hide who I am or what I do. And it's your job as parents to protect your children. That's not my job. So, you know, you do your job. And if you let your kids watch my stuff, well, that's on you. That's not on me. Which there is a, a layer of truth to that, that as parents, we should be attacking and defending our children, especially when it comes to the internet. Uh, you know, a, a child is only two clicks away on YouTube to some horrendous site. So there's some truth to that. But at the same time, he's been very strategic in his attack. Very strategic in, in the ideology that he's propagating through society. Now, the, the issue that I have is that most people in society, most conservatives, I guess you, you could say, that the conservatism is doing just that. They're trying to conserve. They're trying to defend. And they've been in a position for four decades now of trying to defend their their positioning, their morality, the, the values that they have set in place. And we're, we're beginning to see it, I'm beginning to see it at least across the globe, that more conservative societies are doing what they can to defend their moral values, their moral compass. They're trying to defend their traditional values. And they're, they're going to great lengths to try to preserve and defend those cultural values. And that's a good thing, I think. But the, the, the place that the mistake has come in, or maybe uh, an error has come in, is that in our defense, we have not gone on the offense. In our defense, we have not actually attacked. We're just trying to maintain our ground. But Sun Tzu says that attack is a secret of defense. That our defense must cannot be just sitting by and trying to hold on and trying to safeguard a generation or safeguard our children from these ideologies and this, this movement in the world. And we've been trying to shelter our children from these things. But in the sheltering, we leave a vacuum in culture and in society. And where there's a vacuum, something will always rush in to fill that vacuum. And we need to move from that defensive position into an offensive position. We need to move from just trying to say no to things and put good boundaries and good fences around culture to say, no, that's not acceptable and that's not okay and this isn't okay. And we'd, you know, just say, no, 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 no. And we need to step into 
action into attack and actually filling that space with a cultural value system that we want a generation to embrace. If we are not actively filling that space and replacing videos like this with actually good content, with good values that's actually entertaining to the younger generation, then we will never win. And right now, we're seeing across culture the, the cancellation of Dr. Seuss, the cancellation of of Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol got canceled last year, I'm pretty sure. My kids love Paw Patrol. We're seeing that cancellation happen. And unless people step forward to take action, not just in the West, not just in America, but across the Middle East and across India and across uh, the, the global South, unless people step up to take action, to build a culture, to take attack and build a culture that they want to see, then we will lose the war. And the second part of his quote is defense is the planning of an attack. And so if we are in the defensive right now and we don't know what that attack is, take some time, figure out a strategy of how you are going to fill your world How are you going to set up a cultural uh, norm and a strong cultural fabric for whether it's your family, your community, your, your workplace? How are you going to set up a standard of a culture that you want to live by and emulate for others to live by? That is my, my charge for you and for I this week. This is what I, I work on with, with, my family, I, I ask myself, okay, what are the cultural norms? One really simple example is, you know, my, my kids have four boys. They leave messes wherever they go. And so I came up with a cultural norm. I said, well, we're street cleaners. Wherever we go, we leave a, a pathway behind us of clean streets. Wherever we go, we're going to leave things cleaner than how we found them. And I, I weave it in a, a mimetic way, like a meme into culture, into the the culture of our family. And now our kids sing about being street cleaners as they clean their room. They still leave messes, but it's it's a value that we're working on. So that's my encouragement to you as you navigate this crazy world that's out there. Remember that if the things that we're tolerating, if we're embracing uh, occultic things in other areas of our life, we should not be surprised when we see something so flagrant and put into our faces like satanic shoes and uh, you know, pretty much porno music videos that get 36 million views on YouTube. We should not be surprised by that at all if we're embracing that in uh, smaller, less potent doses in other areas of our life. If you've enjoyed this show, Please tell your friends, you don't have to post it on Instagram, but just text one. I love when someone texts me about a show. I always feel loved. Your friends will feel loved too. So go out this week and uncover your purpose. Discern the truth so that you can own the future for you and your family. 